All right. Uh, we're recording, by the way. Oh fuck! Oh, okay. Wow. We're all on. We're all on show. Shall we? Um. Shall we just start? Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Episode. Uh, uh, this one is called Martians. 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 Uh, I'm James. That's Chris. That's Mark. Hi. I say that. I'm not even pointing. Those idiots. It's radio. <laughs> but my voice is pointing. I'm pointing with my voice. You do that's have a true. pointy voice. Actually, Mark, I, I can eat you that out if you like. No, I like it. Pointy voice. You can tell where he is just by me saying, I'm not a point. Like, Chris, he's over there. Oh, there he is. It's true. Pointy voice. I was looking in the wrong place. That's it. Whose fucking idea was Martians? For the topic, because it's a fucking hard it's a topic. Hard topic. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And it's why hard. would we do it? We could have chosen anything we, we wanted. We could have chosen anything. It's true. We're in charge. James's balls. I could oh. talk for fucking hours about my balls. I'd rather not. I see that. Maybe it got overruled. <laughs> well, I thought Carnival was going to be the hardest. I part. love the fact that we chose a topic and it was Martians, and we all went, gee, that's a hard topic. And then we did it. We didn't <laughs> change it. Oh, no. that's crazy. Too much work to do less work. Yeah. It's the challenge. Uh, Martians. Well, Martians. Should we start, should we start uh, uh, traditionally the way we, we've started mm. with um, Fact Bomb? We should fact sing, Bomb. Let's yeah. sing the theme song, right? Yeah. One, two, three. Fact Bomb, Fact Bomb. Mark's got, got a Fact bomb. bomb. Fact Bombs. The Catholic Church has never made a formal ruling about the existence of extraterrestrials. Hmm. However, a, a gentleman, the Vatican's astronomer, Father Jose Gabriel Funes. Funes? Funes? <laughs> Possibly. Uh, Director of the Vatican Observatory near Rome said in 2008 that intelligent beings created by God could exist in outer space, but apparently not dinosaurs on Earth. (laughs) I love that he's put in brackets, created by God. Like other things, it's like saying, oh yeah, 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 Martians could exist, created by God. God, Like like he's put a little copyright, a little asterisk copyright, created by God. Sorry, God's (laughs) copyright on Martians. Intelligent (laughs) beings, a God production. Yeah, what what an idiot. Um, theoretical physicist Stephen Hawking in 2010 warned that humans should not try and contact alien life forms. He warned that aliens might pillage Earth for resources. Uh, this is a direct quote from him. If aliens visit us... No, no, yeah. do, do it in the voice. Uh, that might be construed as hurtful if I do it in the voice. <laughs> no, don't, don't do it in the voice. If aliens visit us, the outcome would be much as when Columbus landed in America, which didn't turn out well for the Native Americans. Yeah, Yeah, he's right. This has actually been evidenced in a film called Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, which was made in 1964. I think you'll find the documentary, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. It's actually in, and I didn't even know this was a category on IMDb, but it's in the bottom 100. Yes. (laughs) Have you ever seen like I, I've actually surfed the bottom one hundred? Oh. That is like if you if you've got nothing to do on of an afternoon, yeah. surfing the bottom one hundred movies of all time on IMDb.com, <laughs> it is a great way to spend your days. Yeah, uh, I don't want to say anything, but uh, I will say that I think there are at least three Paris Hilton movies in oh, that bottom one hundred. Man, 
That doesn't leave a lot of room for other people. Just saying. She's just got to stop making she's films. Selfish. I've got a bit of a synopsis of, of Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. I'm glad. Uh, and it's basically basically a situation where some Martians have uh, become upset because their Martian children are obsessed with TV shows from Earth. Oh, that's good, actually. Yeah, it's quite it's that's great a good plot. plot because um, radio waves travel through space. Yeah. That's all right. So yeah. apparently all these Earth TV shows that extol um, the virtues of Santa Claus, the, these Martians uh, come to Earth to to kidnap the one and only Santa Claus. That's good. Um, and the way they find Santa Claus is they kidnap children who direct them to the North Pole. How these children know the way to the North Pole is beyond me. Google. Where you go north? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, go north wherever you see a road that leads go north. Go north until yeah. you start. Until you find that you're heading south. And yeah, then backtrack exactly. A bit. That's yeah. too late. Then. That's how you find it. Mm. Uh, the Martians take Santa and the two children back to Mars with them. Santa, with the help of the two children, a rather simple-minded Martian lackey, overcomes the Martians by bringing fun, happiness, and Christmas cheer to the children of Mars. So yeah. the word conquers is a little bit missed because conquer sounds like Con- Santa's got a gun. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it sounds like Santa is taken on the mask. Yeah, well, I mean, I haven't seen the film. I've just read the synopsis. Um, That's right. Yeah. In that bottom 100, it's almost all foreign films. Which I'm assuming means that the people who are watching the foreign films went, I don't understand this at all. <laughs> this has got one star. So this is the only film I know is in the bottom 100. Make yeah. it in English. Yeah, that's right. This was an American film. Yeah, this, oh, this yeah. one was American. But yeah, there's a lot of foreign films. I like the idea of Santa Claus. I think it's a good concept. They yeah, I think it's great. Um, fictional spy James Bond enjoys his Martians shaken and not stirred. Mm. I just read that. Bomb. The pyramids, the combustion engine, Blu-rays, Breville toasted sandwich makers, all Martian technology. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Fact bombs. Wow. They are some fact bombs. It is... uh, That is the sound of minutes of work being torn up. It's a dangerous thing to have a segment called Fact Bomb when you're dealing with... Conjecture. Fictional... (laughs) Can I go back to one of the facts? Yeah, absolutely. How fucking shit and lame is the job Vatican astronomer? (laughs) Can I? Sorry, that was the thing that I wanted to query about the whole Fact Bomb. Is is he looking for heaven? What do you do? I'm a Vatican astronomer. Oh, you're VA. It just, to me, is the lamest job in the world because you just go oh there's a star god made that there's another star let's call that god oh there's a star that's jesus star uh, yeah you know and that's that's all you, and what do you and then if you see something amazing you just go oh yeah but god made that it's all part of the plan all the yeah. infinite wisdom blah 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 uh dinner with the pope maybe a lie down I want to know what other Vatican-related jobs you can have well i believe there is actually someone who is officially responsible for exorcisms like just one guy, and and uh, he performs thousands of them a year. Really, from the Vatican. From the Vatican, he's, so he's the guy. Pope elected. Yeah, uh, uh, that must uh, be exhausting. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, all, well, I mean, most of what I know about exorcisms is from the film The Exorcist. Yes, the and documentary film The Exorcist. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty rough. You'd be looking forward to your holidays. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, it's just vigorous exercise. Uh, Please cut that. Yeah. A terrific stock we have on hand Including many a famous brand The kind of quality you demand All at discount savings I've got a couple of other things which could be considered fact bombs Okay, good Uh, I don't know if this delves into the territory of demarcation Yeah, well (laughs) You are demarking Oh, that's right I've unmarked it The question of whether there is life on Mars And obviously... Mm. Mars is where Martians come from. Mm. Um, 
was posed by David Bowie. It was. Uh, but that The documentary fact, David Bowie. That's right. But in, f- in fact, even before that, there people were thinking about it. You know, like... <laughs> even... What? Wow. Even yeah. before David Bowie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. before the 1970s. Yeah, people yeah. Were thinking about because Mars. I think that's a fact bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, that's, that's true. That... <laughs> Um, yeah, well, that's a good point. And uh, I, I would, I would like to point out that there is a a PC game which is called Stalin versus Martians, wow. set in 1942, and the uh, the Martians arrive in Siberia and attack the holy people of Mother Russia. You know why? Wow. You know yeah. why though? Because it's 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 the Reds versus the Red Planet. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. The, the original grudge match. Yes, who's who's got the uh, who's got the copyright? Oh, that's the competition: the Red Planet versus the Red State. Yes, I think is the is the the thing. Also, obviously, one of the most famous Martian invasions was in War of the Worlds, yeah, which um, the documentary. I, I, yeah, the documentary War of the Worlds, which uh, was famously um, broadcast uh, in. Uh, 1937. Well researched. Yeah, yeah, probably 1937 well uh, by Orson Welles, yeah. and um, caused panic because mm. people thought it was it was real. <clears throat> Do you know what he did that was really clever? Was he cut in on a song? That was yeah, was yeah, like yeah. He actually, they started the program on time, but they started it as if it was a different radio show, and then they cut in with mm. the. It's brilliant. brilliant. I mean, Orson Welles was fat, but before that, he was clever. Yes, that's right. <laughs> And, and in fact, I think this was prior to him being fat. Yes, mm. it was sort of thin, awesome. Well, he was just a fat brain. Yeah, that's right. He'd started. He was on his way. South. Um, what are we implying here <laughs> about fat people? Nothing. Uh, I don't, th- I don't the think we're making a judgment. Fine, fat people. Yeah. Am I inferring? Am I inferring? I don't, maybe. Possibly. Um, to demark you. So yeah, famously that caused some panic in the states because they. People thought it was real. And I'd always thought that was a funny concept because, of course, now would be the perfect time for Martians to strike because everybody's so sceptical now. Yeah, we're all They just go, oh, what? This is this must be an April Fool's prank. And, and all Martians would have to do. It's a flash mob. <laughs> yeah, when they arrive with their, with their tripod machines and uh, invaders just to put a Coke sign on the outside and everybody go, yeah, that's a, that's a publicity stunt. And they'd be straight in the middle of the cities and then take them over. I always thought um, if you were going to invade a country, like just a, a Western country, that you would invade on the 1st of April. Because yes. there would be no way of warning the country properly. For, yeah. uh, if, as long as you did it before noon. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. would be an excellent time to do it. But let's throw it open. I mean, right. do, do we believe that Martians exist? What do, what do we think of Martians? And when I say Martians, obviously I mean like aliens, not necessarily men from sure. Mars. But do we believe in extraterrestrials? Well... Uh, uh, I mean, here we are happily making fun of it. But yes. what do we think? Well, I think there is um, a lot of evidence on Earth that there are Martians. Breville toasted sandwich, maybe. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, crop circle. Uh, yeah. Breville's crop circle, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. What's uh, for breakfast, kids? Crop, crop circles. Mmm. <laughs> oh, these are delicious and weird. Yeah. Oh god! But Kellogg's crop circles. Kellogg's crop circles would be the best cereal. It would be amazing because it would come in packets of one, yes. and you would need a box a hectare wide. Yeah, 
Because the other thing is that uh, obviously in popular culture we have a very we have these weird ideas of aliens with big heads and green and whatever. But um, I think Donald Trump is probably an example of somebody who could be an alien. Yes, who hasn't quite uh, mastered the 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 art of hairdos. The disguise is not so good, but it's you not know. bad. I mean, people might mistake him sort of for a man, like Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's true. Similar. That's true. Yeah. There are there are a number of people. Like Did that. anyone notice, by the way, that the Michael Jackson autopsy and the alien autopsy very similar? Yeah, <laughs> it's very creepily yeah. similar the way they were covered. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think uh, Michael Jackson was a government conspiracy? No, yeah. I think he was a bit of an idiot. Yeah, no one really comes out and says that about Michael Jackson. Like no. I think Michael Jackson was probably a very good songwriter and quite a good dancer and and singer and singer. But um, towards the end of his life, a bit of an idiot. Yeah, so, went off the rails a little bit. Well, just an idiot. Like yeah. no one ever said to Michael Jackson, "Hey, maybe it's not a good idea if you do everything you've done since you turned 40. Yeah, yeah, you know. From blood on the dance floor to sleeping with children in your bed. Yeah. <laughs> All of those things were bad ideas. Yeah. Just, and I'm not saying that he was a pedophile. I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm just saying that either way, they weren't good ideas because he was a bit of an idiot. Mm. Yes. That's all. Sorry, back to Marshall. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, the, the other thing that was interesting is obviously we um, – Recently went to Mars as a as a we, civilization. Oh, we did. I thought you meant us. Uh, no, we didn't. <laughs> we'll tour anyway. We'll, we'll do we it. Should have, we should have taken a camera. We totally should. But <laughs> um, been awesome publicity for this podcast. Yeah, I must have been drunk. I don't remember any of the Mars tour. <laughs> what's What's funny is, of course, every time Martians come to to Earth, they uh, end up coming in some kind of dramatic and impressive spaceship. Yes. Um, they will come out and they will announce themselves and. Uh, and they will either be aggressive or friendly, you know. But when we went to Mars, we just sent a go-kart. It's like <laughs> these Martians sitting around going, oh, no, we're being invaded. Yeah. Oh, here comes a ship from Earth. Oh, no, we're finally done. And then this little cart rolled out, took Don't a few funny, shots, yeah. and then took off. Yeah. Can I say, I can't think of a more friendly way of approaching a planet than saying, here's a go-kart. <laughs> yeah. Who wants a ride? <laughs> Who would like a race on a go-kart? Because Martians would come out of their little homes, their huts, and they yeah. would look at the go-kart and they would go, we could build a go-kart. We could totally have races. Yeah. I wonder if they actually wondered, thought maybe a Martian will see it and jump on and then we'll get a Martian sample and bring it back. That's right. We'd, we'd make it take off with the Martian on board. That's right. And the Martian's going, what the, what the fuck's you, going Jesus? on? It wasn't so this much- was a friendly invasion. Like the, the, the invention of the go-kart and, and the, the launching of the probe wasn't the expensive part. The expensive part was building an exact replica of a Martian drive-in theatre <laughs> that the Martian could drive the go-kart to and yeah. then we could whisk it away. Well, yeah. I think the other, the other thing that was, that was really expensive about that whole project was the public liability insurance of sending a go-kart um, for, for just general use on Mars. That's yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. A good point. So and, you know, there, there really aren't very many lawyers who are proficient in space law. That, oh, you just said a great idea for a show. I would, yeah. how, how, good, how good would a show be called like Tab Fingers Space, Space Lawyer? Lawyer. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. would be amazing. That is a million dollar idea that you have just But he done. only deals in insurance law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, this... Uh this interstellar go-kart. I'm sorry, this needs what, to be double axle. We've got, That's we've right, got to we need shut to, this down. Um, so what I've done, anyway, I've sort of rewritten the Martian invasion 
as a as a little story oh, using oh, the nice. using the original uh, the elements of the original Martian invasion. Would we need dramatic music under? I think we would need a theremin. Oh, theremin. Uh, okay. And what I'd also like to throw up is the idea that this is full of sound effects. Man, this is okay. like okay. it's got to be rich. It's got to be environmental. Oh, something up. So this is I'm not sleeping for the next week. This is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, ready? This is okay. Okay, so, roll music now. Here it is. Aliens invade. It was a night not so unlike any night I had experienced in my many years on this planet. Dark, cold, windy with a chance of thunderstorms later in the evening and a top of 12 degrees. The farmhouse was quiet as my wife and daughter, weary from the drudgery of our daily existence, had gone to bed early and I was left to ponder my life, update my status and search for German porn on the still unbearably slow country broadband connection. National Broadband Network, my ass, I uttered as I clicked a promising-looking thumbnail. <laughs> it was at this moment there appeared a bright flash of light and a loud explosion. The lights flickered. At first I thought it was lightning, but as I leapt from my seat and moved toward the window, I noticed a bright glowing light in the lower paddock. I could hear the distressed moves of the cows, disturbed by this sudden violence intrusion into their usually less than violently intruded lives. At once intrigued and repelled by this mysterious event, I considered whether to investigate the pulsing light or return to more self-pleasuring activities. (laughs) When I noticed a strange figure emerge struggling and scrambling from the light, should I call the police? I was quite sure they would consider me a raving mad fool. And besides, my computer was currently downloading several gigabytes of illegal movies and television shows, which might land me in jail for several years, leaving my wife and daughter to look after the already struggling farm. Without concern for my trousers, (laughs) I grabbed a torch and headed out the back door. As I made my way to the paddock, I could hear a hushed voice talking in the distance. Curious, I continued until I reached the paddock and saw two peculiar-looking little green men. One of the men appeared to be urinating a glowing silvery substance onto a fence post, whilst the other was in the process of the seemingly pointless activity of trying to lift a cow. (laughs) Our elderly Hereford, Molly. Shit, dude, said the urinating green man as he caught my eye. The cow-lifting green man stopped momentarily and turned to look sheepishly into my eyes. For a moment, no one spoke. The urinating man finished off and tucked himself into his spacesuit and addressed me directly. Human of Earth, he said with a slight slur. We come in peace. The second Martian muffled a small snigger. I started to get the distinct feeling they were drunk. The first Martian staggered towards me, hand outstretched. Oh, okay, I uttered, having never formally practised a greeting for situations such as this. How can I help you? The Martians looked at each other momentarily, then continued to speak. We would like a cow, he slurred. The second Martian nodded and giggled again. I looked back at the first Martian, baffled. We have money, he said urgently, as if concerned I might consider him a thief, and then he reached into his Martian suit and revealed a handful of what seemed like yellow sand. Why do you want a cow, I asked. The Martian stopped and considered my question for a moment. We think they're cute, said the second Martian. Both Martians nodded emphatically. Well, all right then, I said and accepted the handful of sand. But you look after her good. 
Yes, sir, they said, and proceeded to take Molly's rope lead and pull her toward the glowing space vehicle. Thanks, man. I watched on in interest as the Martians spent the best part of an hour trying to get the stubborn bovine into their craft. Eventually the doors closed and I waved goodbye to the space lads as they shot up into the sky. It was about that time a local police car screamed down my driveway, its headlights illuminating my pantsless figure next to a giant charred hole in the ground. Well, this is going to take some explaining, I thought to myself. The end. Excellent. That's very good. Very good, Chris. That sounds like a job for Tab Fingers, space lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thrifty shoppers find it pays to get their early on dollar day for bargains you've been waiting for. Be there early at the store. Let's preface this story by saying that I am not um, advocating the use of drugs. Sure. Okay. I don't think drugs are good. And in fact, I don't use drugs. Um, and I think that anybody who does is a bit silly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> However, uh, the first time I, I ever tried marijuana, I, was, I, was, I, I, I never smoked. And a friend of mine who will remain nameless said, oh, hey, man, um, how about this? We'll go to the country where it's really nice nature and uh, I will make stash mash. <laughs> and stash mash. Did he say it in that voice? Stash mash. That was how he, he said it. Because it's very hard not to say it in that way. Stash mash was his recipe for marijuana. It was a cool way of doing it. He took some marijuana and he mixed it up with some mashed potatoes, like a garnish. And what we did was we had a full meal. So we had a, a roasted chicken. And we had some some vegetables, and we had some salads, and we had just this tash mash was just <laughs> sitting on the table as part of the meal. And there were four of us, and we just ate this meal, like just, you know, four nice people sitting around having a talk and a joke. And we just ate, we ingested the marijuana just as part of a nice Sunday roast kind of a dinner. And we were sitting around listening to music and talking, and then suddenly the drug uh, started to, to really take effect. And I noticed it was taking effect when... Uh, uh, my friend put on a Philip Glass album. <laughs> and the Philip Glass and you, album... And you knew he was stoned because he was putting on a Philip Glass album. Yeah, partly. But the Philip Glass album uh, essentially was built around uh, uh, just triplets played continuously. And so it was like... Like that. And I noticed, and I was surprised that none of the other guests noticed this, but I noticed that the music was forming a visual tunnel and that every... was another swirl of the tunnel and I was being sucked into it. And I couldn't believe that none of the other guests had commented on this. Seems I, like something you would notice. Yeah, That's what I said. So I said, look, um, I don't know about this music. It's forming a visual tunnel. And <laughs> I am being sucked into it. And my friend said, hey, maybe we should go for a walk. Good plan. Good plan. Get some air, country fresh air maybe. That would yeah. be good. So we're walking around and we're giggling a bit hysterically at most everything. We're, we're walking through these streets, everything deserted and pitch black. It's night and pitch black. Mm. And, you know, fresh air and walking and having a lovely time giggling and laughing together. And kind of in the twilight, we see a tree on its own in the center of someone's property. Now, we're in an area where it's farmers and farmers will just shoot trespassers. But we're a bit too stoned at this point, I suspect, to care. Mm -hmm. So uh, 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 my friend, I nearly named him then, he saw the tree and he said, we we, we probably should kiss that tree. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> that's what I said. That was my reply was I didn't even think to, I went, yeah, I mean, that sounds right. So we climbed the fence into a 
someone's property with yeah. a shotgun probably. And we, we ran towards this tree that was just on its own in the middle of this, this vacant field um, to hug and kiss the tree, which we, which we did. On the way back from kissing the tree, we hear a noise and we stop. And it's very still and it's very quiet and we're freaking out a little bit. And suddenly, and I swear to God this is true, a mob of kangaroos come bounding over the hill and they come bounding towards us. And we don't see them until they're quite close because it's quite dark. But it's a mob of kangaroos and luckily they see us. And so they stick. But it was like being stampeded. By, like, and kangaroos are big. Mm. And it was like, it was a, you just heard the whoosh, 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 whoosh as these kangaroos just shot past us on either side. And we were standing very, very still and we were very, very afraid as these kangaroos just whoosh, 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 whoosh by us. And they, they passed. And the first thing I did was turn to my friend and say, did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> and my friend said, it was a mob of kangaroos. I said, thank God for that because it really was a mob of kangaroos. So we both agreed that it was a real thing that had happened. And that's all fine and good. We're then walking back to the fence to climb it and go back to the house. And my friend says the most profoundly terrifying thing I have ever heard in my life. He turned to me, he grabbed my arm and he said in a hushed, frenetic, urgent whisper, oh my God, man, this is when it happens. <laughs> I said, this is when what happens? And he said, in all the stories, in all the books, this is when the Martians appear. (laughs) (laughs) Two stoned, stupid guys in a field in the country. This is when the Martians land and nobody believes the two guys. That was so profoundly right. Mm. Like I felt to the core of my bones that he was correct and that any moment now the Martians were going to land, that he and I sprinted back to the farmhouse that we had had the meal in and lay for a while crouched by the couch just in case the Martians knew and were following us. That's a, and that is why I don't, I don't do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're weird. Yeah. Drugs are weird, kids. Drugs are weird. Not bad, just weird. The aliens might be turning up because you raped their tree. (laughs) You know what? That would be a job for Tab Fingers, (laughs) space lawyer. Tree rape. (laughs) Tree rape. That tree is rooted. (laughs) Bang. Very good. That was it. That was my my pointless anecdote. anecdote. Thanks, man. It had Martians in it, kind of. Yeah, no, that's good. There you go. Do you have any anecdotes about Martians, Chris? I don't. This is uh, nothing to do uh, with Martians, really. Okay, Although no. it kind of is. I find that, um, uh, uh, and this is this was just this is another one of James's endless fucking travel things. But um, I find that when I travel, I do feel you know you feel kind of alien. I'm not talking about in a new country, which is alien or foreign or, or, or whatever. I'm hmm. talking about the actual process. Like you know, so many fucking comedians and musicians and stuff write stuff about airplanes and airports because you're just trapped there for a long time. But the hmm. truth is that it is kind of like dimension jumping and time travel. Like if you've got a layover in an airport, time stands still, your brain gets kind of messed up. If you're on a plane, you have no sense of self, you have no sense of anything but travel and you get kind of loopy and a bit weird. Mm. Um, And um, I thought that I would just uh, read out something that I must have just scribbled into a notebook while on a plane 
uh, uh, somewhere. Uh, uh, this is, I think this is back in 2007 uh, I wrote this. But I, this is a very short thing, but I just thought I'd read it out because to me, looking through some of the, the, the notebooks and stuff, this was like the most alien thing I'd written. <laughs> um, so so this, is, this is just, I don't remember writing this, but this is what I wrote. The United Airlines flight attendant handed me a snack box before my flight had even taken off, explaining the flight to Sydney was only one hour and I had to eat something. He spoke like a really camp Elliot Gould. (laughs) Watching the enormous woman trying to squeeze herself into the seat in front of me was like watching a walrus trying to squeeze two basketballs into a thimble. Eventually, they found her two empty seats to sit in, although there was talk of dragging her behind the plane like a fat flesh zeppelin. But that was very quiet talk between me and the Camp Elliot Gould. (laughs) The Californian woman sitting next to me on the plane has a 26-year-old daughter who is presently dating a 50-year-old power lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) What is a power lesbian? Power lesbian. In the film industry. (laughs) Before the start of every movie on the plane, they played a movie show style review of the movie that succeeded in giving away all the major plot points. The guest reviewer on the show was John Cougar (laughs) Mellon. After completely failing to sleep, I had a couple of beers with two American soldiers who were coming back home from unloading container ships in Brisbane. They were both 21 nice guys. They wanted to quit the army and to travel more. They had been to Iraq. They had killed people. They didn't want to talk about it. When I got back to my seat, I discovered the woman sitting next to me had fallen asleep face down on her tray table. (laughs) She seemed to be okay until the person in front of her put their seat back and it crushed her head like a grape. It was kind of funny. When we arrived at our destination, we were asked several times to make sure we had all of our belongings before we deplaned. Deplaned! It's a word now, apparently. Although surely its literal meaning would be to remove planes from oneself. <laughs> US soldiers, power lesbians, John Cougar Mellon camp. I wasn't even off the plane yet, and it was already a trip. <laughs> Nice. Uh, I love the idea that Hollywood is full of power lesbians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And they're a, somehow in league with John Cougar Mellencamp. I don't know what a power <laughs> lesbian is. That surely means there are some powerless lesbians uh, somewhere. Or... Yes. A power lesbian is a modern replacement for a hand cranked lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of videos online of hand cranked lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> this woman, I'd never met her in my life. Uh, and she's a very chatty US woman. And But she just cranked out the phrase. Power lesbian, like she was saying, yeah. you know, toasted sandwich. Yeah, that's right. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, she's dating a power lesbian. Oh, that's nice. It reminded me of uh, when years ago I I was in China traveling. I guess like this sort of fits in in the in the sense you know where one feels a bit like an alien. Um, that's all right. Red yeah. China, red Martian. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Really fits. Oh, fuck perfect. it. Who gives a fuck. Fuck this. Fuck um, this stupid topic. And I was, I was in, I was in Beijing, and I, I was sort of wandering around. And I was a bit hungry, and so I went into a uh, sort of. It was just in a shopping center, just a restaurant, uh, just a regular sort of place to buy some noodles and 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 sit and and eat them. And I went and I, I ordered uh, a a what what looked to be just a bowl of noodles that came with a big bit of chicken on the side of it. And I ordered a beer and I went and I sat down in like at the at the bar in the window. And 
I, d- I mean, I don't know what I was doing that was so different to everybody else, but boy, did people find it funny. <laughs> Every single person who walked past that window did a double take and, would, like, in some cases, would poke the person next to them in the shoulder and point at me and laugh. Wow. I have no idea what I was doing. I was just, just eating some lunch. How, it was a bit Beijing, though. I mean, I've, I've been to Beijing, yeah. and you are the only person who isn't Chinese. Well, yeah. And it just, and then you especially, because you're well, very white. I'm very not and Chinese. Blonde, yeah. Very. I mean, maybe they just thought, oh, my God, look, they put a white man on display in their window. The same, the same way other shops have fish tanks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or they were saying, oh, oh, my God, look, a man eating chicken. I know. Bang. Yeah. yeah. It's a, a lot of your stories have chicken in them. They do, don't they? It's it's weird. You have you have an affinity with chicken. It, and and I think this 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 podcast has had the most mentions of of toasted sandwiches. <laughs> do you want a toasted sandwich? It's really making hungry. me hungry. I'm a bit hungry. Yeah. Should we should we should we stop and just have a toasted sandwich? Yeah, let's do yeah. it. All right. Look, this is this has been uh, theater of the world. Uh, I'm James, Mark, Chris, and uh, we're off to have a toasted sandwich. Bye. Find episodes and more at theatreoftheworld.com. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to cough very loudly. I was really like I was listening intently, but I really wanted to cough for Actually, that whole. I wanted to cough too. Let's we... cough. Let's yeah. cough together. <coughs> oh my god! Thank you. Excellent. This is man, my God. This is man.